ladies and gents, what up? Here we go on another beautiful day. First day of school for me. And now we get to talk about podcasting once more. Let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss! Boom! Let's drop the heat, ladies and gents. Who do we got on the show today? You know, life is nothing more than a series of problems and adversities. And the reason why some people succeed and others fail is because of their perspective. Adversities are not bad. They help us build skills, patience, and teach us what we need to know in order to be better. Uh, And yeah, in order to be better. Today's guest is not only a podcast host, he's the author of a book called Mastering Adversity. And he teaches his clients the power of self-awareness and self-acceptance. And I can't wait to hear all about it on today's episode. So let's welcome to the show, Lance Isio. Lance, welcome to the program, my friend. What's up, bro? Thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, look, you're a podcast <laughs> host. I'm sure you've been on a number of different podcasts. Uh, we thrive on video testimonials, man. Two minutes in. What do you think of the show so far? Dude, this is the best start to a podcast I've ever seen. This is awesome. Dude, this is incredible. I love it so much. I'm All like, right, man. immediately I was like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do this with my show on YouTube. This is awesome. All right, dude, I'm gonna show you how to do all that stuff. When we get off, I'll show you. Ladies and gents, you wanna learn how to podcast like a pro, this is how we do it. Save yourself time from editing because that's the biggest thing that takes so much time and most people don't wanna do it. I'll show you how to do it so you can just run a live show and then it's already in all those places. All right, Lance, let's talk about it, man. You're in podcasting. Uh, my journey to podcasting is different from a lot of other people's journey to podcasting. Um, I, I got introduced to this guy named Gary Vee, his content, right? Uh, he said, if you're in business, you need to be a marketing company first, everything else second. And so the that was my cue. Podcasting was going to be the thing I was going to do. My question to you is, why are you doing this? Because I want to know. <laughs> yeah, man, it's the same thing. Um, when I was actually, I think it was Crushing It came out, his book. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that through a great book. And he talked about the power of podcasting and how important it's going to be. And, you know, for me, dude, it was, it was the best way for me to learn. Back in the day when I started listening to Joe Rogan and there was a couple. There was Dave Asprey, Bulletproof Radio. There was, um, yeah, Ben Greenfield. There was, there was a couple, but like, that's mostly Joe Rogan. That's where I got all my information from. And I started to realize like, wow, this is amazing. So when I was going through a difficult time, I was looking for answers and I always seemed to be able to find them in podcasting. So I just thought like, what if I could do the same thing? I always love the idea of having a show or like, you know, being able to interview people because I worked in the bar and restaurant industry for so many years. So I, mm. I was essentially doing the same thing, but behind the bar and giving people drinks. So, 
Yeah, man. It just, it was one of those things that I was, when I had the opportunity, it came to mind. I was like, I have to make it happen. And I just did it. And man, it's just, it's been, it's been the best decision probably in my life up until this point. When I started, I had zero uh, confidence in standing up and talking. I didn't like the way my voice sounded. I, I didn't want to be behind the camera. Uh, all those things fears slowly went away as I decided to just do this thing. And I'm much more confident, much more comfortable with my speech now. Uh, I don't have as many filler words in my sentences. I can literally be handed a mic at an event and say, hey, can you kill like 15 minutes of time? And I would have zero issues hopping on a stage and doing that. What yeah. kind of transformation have you had since you started? Oh man, it's been the biggest personal development tool of my life because, you know, we're what 380 something episodes in and I've interviewed some of the most inspirational and successful people around and I can't help but get better and learn from these people, right? And yeah. you know, we go deep. We go deep into people's stories of trauma and like overcoming things and you know, from plant medicine and psychedelics to like, you know, meditation. And ju there's just such a wide range of people that I've spoken to that I've been able to be blessed to learn from. And the thing is, is everybody's perspective is different and everybody has a story. So yes. I have found when I just open up and just listen and just like look at and, and really have a curiosity or that, that person, what they're doing and just wanting to be an ever, you know, I always say student of life, a humble student of life, just learning because everybody has something to teach us. And for me, it's just, it's helped me with my confidence. It's helped me with speaking. It's helped me with my own, my own stuff that I've been working through for years. So and it's helped me also get this book opportunity and be able to write a book and get all that stuff I've talked about and put it on paper. So it's really been the biggest thing that I would have done that's made the most change in my life. It's been so powerful. Let me ask you about that adversity thing. So I teach a, a course called Financial Algebra. Today's the first day of school for our, our, our yeah. school, right? So over here in, in Chula Vista in California, uh, San Diego, California. And so, uh, Day one, I have all these high school seniors and, and my class is, is one of those classes where like the kids that are in my class didn't do well in high school. And so they need this class uh, as a math credit to graduate. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I have this conversation on day one where I, I tell them I'm going to be 100 with you guys. I know your situation. Everybody here is in the same boat. Right. You all have the same struggles so far in your education. But I'm here to tell you that this is your opportunity to look at the world differently. Scrap all that stuff that people have said about you, you know, that you may not be successful, that if you don't learn these skills, you're not gonna make it in life. This class is gonna be the opportunity for me to show you all the other types of ways that you can earn income and start your life um, if you choose to make that change. Your book, you're writing about mastering adversity. And this is one of those things for me when I see students that come to my class, they've been hit with adversity so often and told that that this is the way that they find success and they keep failing at that path that's given to them. All of a sudden, like, how do, how do I get them to, I know how I'm doing it, but how do we get them to not look at those adversities as bad things, but to shift kind of that, that idea of, 
look, you have different skills, you have different strengths. And just because that path wasn't the right one, let's talk about all these other opportunities that are available to you with your strengths, with what you can do in your life. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people tend to get stuck in the story of the past. Mm. They look at the things that they've done, what they haven't done, and then they get lost in that. And they're reliving that movie in the present moment. That's essentially what you're doing. You're, if you're, if you're, it's a program and you're running it and you're assuming that because that's happened in the past, that that's going to be the future. Mm -hmm. But it's not the case. There's just a point where you have to decide that today is a fresh, clean slate. And this is this is the game is that sometimes it's tough for, for people because there is a lot of trauma. There is a lot of stuff that needs to be kind of untangled. And depending on what you've been through, that could be a little bit more difficult. But, you know, my advice for people is to really just get super honest with yourself. You know, and, and part of my book is we talk about just the whole first thing is like being aware, creating awareness. If you aren't aware, you don't even know that there's an opportunity to change. So I just think a lot of people are just so stuck in the story and not focusing on what they could be doing now, like right now. And they just keep telling themselves the same thing that they keep failing and failing. And I think a lot of people go through that. And I, the, the sooner you realize that failure is essential, like we all have to fail because we learn from that moment, right? It's gotta I'm, happen. Right? Like it, you have to, because each time you fail, you're not actually failing unless you just quit and give up. Every yep. single thing is a lesson. Every single thing that you may have come up short from is a lesson. And you don't necessarily know the long term about like what that failure actually means. Maybe that failure, you were supposed to fail at that, you know, because then it's opening up an opportunity for something else. So mm. I think it's a lot of, a lot of people can get stuck in a victim mentality, like victim to circumstances. And it's tough sometimes, but um, it's, it's really, it's, it's really about kind of taking complete ownership and just looking at, all right, all of this has happened, but like, do I want to move forward or do I not? Yeah. And, yeah. Right. It's, it's really comes well, down to that. And I think the, the change here happens. Part of it is mindset and part of it is action because yeah. you know, the, the fact that you're telling yourself, you know, what I told the kids, I listen to, uh, right now I'm in this thing for the next 30 days. I'm about you know, 14 days in, uh, I've been listening to Earl Nightingale's strangest secret just over and over in a loop. I've heard it a number of times. One of the first audios my dad showed me when I was like 18 years old, but, uh, and it's all about you become what you think about. Yeah. What you insert into your mind will grow. Doesn't matter if it's good or, or, or bad, positive or negative. It will grow because you're giving that information to your brain. Your brain is just going to amplify and spit it out and give it to you the way you're, you're bringing it in. When I tell my kids, when you wake up in the morning and you're like, today's going today's gonna to suck, you're right. Because you've already given yourself that thought that this is the way the day is going to be. And of course, the day ends up that way. 
but part of it is mental. Part of it is, you know, the mindset. The other part is habits and consistency, discipline, and that that yeah. ability to do things. Because there's a lot of times your mind is not going to want to do something. It, you're going to start thinking, "I'm tired. Uh, I don't want to do this." I'm uh, whatever it is that the excuse is, is welling up in your head. But if you have your standards and your habits and routines in place. Even though your mindset is somewhere, those routines can shift it at any point and get you back on track, right? I mean, that's part of of mastering your adversity is setting some of these routines and standards. Would you agree? Absolutely, man. Like, it's so key. I'm glad you brought that up. I've actually, I've been doing the 75 hard program, Andy Frisella. Yeah. You do 75 days of like, there's two workouts a day. Four days. For that reason though, because- that that mental toughness that we sometimes need in our lives, that discipline. Because when you set yourself up for the discipline, these non-negotiables, you're you're really you're building that foundation for your day, which builds more confidence, which builds more belief. So you're absolutely right. Like I think a lot of people, when you lack discipline, it just brings a lack of clarity. And then you get mm. confused because you don't really know where you, what's going on. I find my most challenging days, I always look at what did I do this morning? Ah, I didn't do my I didn't do the things I know get me to that place. And I think that's that's the dance of life is like learning those lessons as you go, like what all right, I felt great today. What what did I do today? You know, let's mm-hmm. let's pay attention. What did I eat? What did I watch? And at what point did I fall off? At what point did I start to feel like I was um, falling back into that 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 mentality, that negativity, right? Sometimes it's social media, you know. Sometimes too much Instagram. It's like, right? And it's about knowing your limits of what you can handle. And I think discipline is one of the most underrated things that you know people think of. They they want to just get into this flow state, but discipline helps you get into that. That's the, that's the, that's the thing you actually choose the harder thing first thing. And then it opens up and makes life easier rest of the day. If you avoid challenging thing in the, in the, like in the morning, for instance, then you're, you're likely going to be challenged later in the day. And it's going to be a lot more difficult than you would have thought. Like, that's how I feel it works. It's like when you condition yourself with those disciplines, first thing, the rest of the day is easy. Yeah, man, that it's like a weight on your shoulders. That weight is there. Those yeah. standards are there. The routines there. The disciplines there. You go handle it. That weight goes away. You don't. It grows for the rest of the day because not only are you holding the weight of your standards and routines that you didn't do, they're weighing on your conscience. Life's gonna throw whatever it's gonna throw at you on top of that. So yeah, you yeah. feel way more drained at the end of the day unless you just shed that weight up front with your routines. Um, yeah, man. 380-something episodes into your podcast, uh, and you mentioned it before, you've interviewed some great people. How much have they influenced your daily routines or what you're reading or how it's shaped you? Yeah, so much. You know, what I find interesting is everybody's got their thing. So when I first started this, I used to think, oh, I just have to immediately do everything they do. And it's not always like that. It's, 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 it's about somebody says something I like, and then I want to try it. And I think that's important is to just be open to a bunch of different things. 
and try it all out and then create your own system that works, right? Because I think sometimes, even myself, I get caught up in like, I have to do it this way or I'm like going to fail. And that's not the case. I feel like there's a lot of different ways to get there, to get to that spot. But, you know, I've learned so much and it's just the perspective of how one of the main things I, which helped me a lot was realizing that all of these people that are really successful at whatever they do, they're all human. Yes. They're all human. They're a little further ahead of the journey. And just realizing how similar, you know, the Grant Cardones of the world are, or, you know, somebody else, it's, it, it's really like, ah, okay, these people aren't, yes, they're further ahead than me. And this is probably great for your listeners too, because they put a lot of people on pedestals, right? You think, oh, mm-hmm. this person's so different. But once you, once, once you have that conversation, you could probably agree with me on this. Once you start to like have that human conversation, you start to realize that they're not that much different than you. Well, you should never meet your heroes, man. Right? (laughs) You can't meet your heroes. If you meet them, you're going to realize that, holy crap, I'm a little bit taller than this guy. You know what? He actually smells a little bit. Or, you know, like all of a sudden, all these human traits start to pop out. But that's a big, that's a big thing. That's, you know, because if you want to, if you want to move up in life and you want to, you know, you want to feel confident and believe that you belong at the table, you got to know that you belong at the table now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it took me a while. I was like, Oh, I don't like, why is this person talking to me? And then eventually I was like, you know what? I have a lot to offer. Like mm-hmm. they, I'm ha- like that we're humans. Like why, why am I not worthy enough to have this conversation? And boom, that's when things were like, I started to, I started to feel just, it, it, there wasn't this like, you're way above me and, and I'm, I'm down here. And for me, that was one of the biggest things for helping me realize that this is all attainable for me as well. And mm-hmm. it's all attainable for you. It's just a matter of like, I always had that feeling of putting people on pedestals. I still do it sometimes, but I got to catch myself. And that's one of the biggest things when people ask me what I learned most, that that's really it, that relatability. And it almost makes you just feel more comfortable with yourself. If that makes sense. Dude, that totally makes sense. And I, I've, I suffer from the same thing. I, I look at these people and I feel like I'm not worthy to have a seat at the table. But the funny part is, there are things that I do exceptionally well. And they look at me like, dude, I'm not even on that, on that level. I don't see, I don't see it because it's reversed. Right. But we all look at other people and we're like, dude, I wish I had a car like that. I wish. And this is where the whole idea of keeping up with the Joneses or having that envy feeling. Uh, But the way you described it is really interesting to me. It's acknowledging the feeling that you have labeling Mm -hmm. it and then using it to your advantage. Yes. Okay. I feel that way. Why do I feel that way? Oh, they're actually human. Oh, I'm a human too. Yes, I'm yeah. worthy, right? Like that is so important for your mind to have that process because at first you have to kind of catch it and then yeah. idea, you know, idealize it and, and analyze it and then kind of put it back in your mind and accept it. But after a while of doing that over and over, over again, again, the discipline of seeing it, it becomes second nature. You walk into a room with that confidence knowing that you're just as equal as everybody else. I'm, I, I'm wondering 380 episodes 
Have you gone through any rebranding, changing the way you do the show, changing your logo and design, changing your style? Uh, and well, I'll give you time to think about that because I, I tell people all the time, when you start creating content like this on a podcast, you are the boss. There are no rules to this game. And if you want to shift and change because you're learning and you're changing as you go, you can do that. What's your uh, history been in the last 380 episodes? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, you know, when I started out, we we had this like cheesy, I don't know, we got some intro and it's like, it's embarrassing to listen to now. And so I've <laughs> changed out of, out of three and a half years, I've changed the art three times, which may be a no-no for some, but it was an evolution for me. We changed the music twice. I, dude, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to certain things. For a while, I was like, everything bothered me about things. I wanted to change everything all the time, but now I've sort of just let it go. I'm just like, whatever. Like, I'm, I can't just worry about this all the time. And that's, it's really interesting because you see the evolution of yourself from when you start to now. And I, for me, I'm like, wow, I was a different person then. And just even when I see like old clips pop up on Facebook from two years ago, I'm like, so I'm like, Oh my God, that was such How bad. That was such bad <laughs> art. Like that art, that those, those graphics were so bad. And yeah. And I think that's part of the beauty of this process. And I think mm -hmm. that's kind of what Gary V was getting at. We're documenting the process, yes. right? With like, it's like we're, and we can see ourselves grow and others can see and that builds trust, right? That, yep. that, that shows. And it's, it's, it's just so funny to see like old episodes where I'm like, oh, I was in that house or I had that uh -huh. background or I was in my closet when I first started or I was in that country. <laughs> yep. You know, I travel all over the world and I've done the podcast just remotely for, you know, for most, I don't know, but probably about half of it. And it's just cool to see, but yeah, it's always, I always feel like there's always things I want to change or, and, uh, and, 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 and level up. I just like, after seeing what I just saw with yours, the way this ro rolled in, I was like, wow, this is, this is dope because university of adversity has been something that I've wanted to turn into more of a live show where it's just like, boom, raw, just let's get into it. But it's like, you know, when you start to do something for a while, you just get so comfortable in that, like, that routine, you know, I use zoom, it works, yep, you know, it all yep. works, but I'm like, when I, when I see shows like yours and the production, this kind of thing, I'm like, man, it gets me excited. I'm like, that would be super cool. And I love what you're doing. So it's like, it inspires me when I see stuff like this. So thank you for that. And thank you for asking that question. Of course, of course. And I asked because I, I, I've changed designs. All, okay. So Obviously, there's no other bro here anymore, right? But I brought him on at the very beginning, kind of forced him into it. And I told him we we're going to do this show five days a week. We're going to do it for three years. And he he committed to that time frame. And after that, he was like, you know what, dude? It's cool. I love it. But it's not my thing to do every single day. And I'm like, cool, man. No problem. Uh, and, and I'm good with that. So it, it's still the bros because he still handles the business stuff, uh, business, uh, the insurance side of our business stuff. And so, you know, he's still part of it. He was still in the beginning. The whole reason why we did the business bros was because he, he was buzzed after a few beers recording the first couple episodes. And that's where it came from. Like, but all these little nuances are, are things that have changed over time. My next transition is I mean, I'm doing the show from my home office in just a corner of my office that I use as a studio section. 
but I actually want to transition it to record the show live while I'm in my classroom. And so that way the audience, the audience will be my, you know, 30 plus students in the room, as well as whatever is on the live feed, but gives them the opportunity to hear from an entrepreneur and also ask questions because it's so powerful to me. Um, I'm wondering if you, I mean, obviously you, you, you're going to change stuff as you go too. Do you think that's too much change to shift over to a new location and a live studio audience on the show? Um, I, I think it's awesome, man. I think that's, I mean, that's what it's all about. I, I would love to do, have an in-person studio, that exact thing, man. Like, that's a great idea. I mean, isn't that really what we all want? I mean, that's. Hopefully, that's right, right? Yeah, but these kids are, are stuck. Like, they don't have a choice. I'm just trying to give them an opportunity to learn stuff from people in real life, right? That, that, I mean, you're literally out here doing it, right? I, and I know from podcast experience, my own podcast experience, monetizing this thing, turning this into a business. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Growing your audience, not the easiest thing in the world. No. But together we learn a lot. With experience and practice, you've learned a lot. You, co- you, you, you gradually improve over time. That's mastering the adversity, right? What's been your yeah. biggest struggle in podcasting? And have you overcome it? And how you, or, or if you haven't, how you overcome it? Trying to. Yeah, I, I would say the growing of the audience and not getting lost in the metrics of comparison to others Mm. because there's this is an interesting thing and i tell this to people about podcasting and as i I say don't get into it for the sole purpose of making money or numbers or vanity get into it because you want to do it Mm -hmm. have a deep why of why you want to do it because man there's so many times where you know think you should have more numbers, more downloads in the beginning, and and you know Johnny Bob has this, or somebody says that, or some people bought downloads and buying followers. There's all this, there's all this smoke and mirrors that sometimes can bring people down from actually doing the craft, worrying mm-hmm. about the things like obviously growing the audience and all of that is important, but at the end of the day. You just got to keep doing it. And I think for me, the biggest challenge was just not getting caught up in the noise of how how others think it should be because you can start to just question everything you're doing all the time because others are doing it this way. There's a certain amount you want to learn from others, but you also have to stay true to yourself. And I guess at the end of the day, you, there's always times where I'm like, man, should I be doing it this way? Should I have changed it? Should I, you know, all this stuff always goes through my mind. So that's one. It's like, how can I make this like the best show possible? Second is just like, yeah, I mean, it takes time to grow an audience, man. It takes time. And and, and if you don't have like this, like marketing, you know, background and all the, the bells and whistles, it can be challenging. So for me, it's 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 been a slow burn, but nothing makes me happier than seeing. I judge the success of it by how many people are sharing it and talking about it and yes. messaging me about it. And I mean, I guess that that would be the biggest challenge, bro. Is just like keeping my head into or get remembering in my heart why I'm why I started this. And I always say to people, don't do this unless you're going to do it three to five years, because it's 
it's it's not you're you're not going to get the right assessment of what's possible if you just start for 6 months it's just like a business it's like you got to keep putting in laying it brick by brick you know do your best to level up each way you can and you know that, that's it and i guess that can be challenging for people at times right it's it's like i'm not getting the roi that i thought and this that but people forget the relationships that you build are the most important it's like man think of all the relationships you have like how many you know potential joint venture partnerships or like masterminds or i don't know there's so much that people forget and um that's at the very least at the very minimum i think that's the most important part is is that ability to connect with people on a deep level and and you don't know where that's going to go right so Dude, you're yeah. so right you're so yeah. right like the 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 vanity metrics are are cool I, I don't don't get me wrong you will get dopamine hits oh, yeah. and you will look at that stuff and you'll you'll want to improve that stuff um, the monetary gain that you get over a longer period of time, that is also cool and beneficial. Um, but it's a, for me, it was a slow start. It's still, it's growing. It's just a slow burn for me. But I meet yeah. so many new people. I, I, what you also mentioned was, you know, growing that audience. And at the beginning, nobody, like, you know, when I, my experience was the first like 70 episodes, I think it was like my mom and maybe a few other people listened. Um, and that's awesome. And it sucks at the same time, but realize that at the beginning, uh, go listen to episode one. It sucks. Like it was boring. <laughs> it's not very good. There's no energy. We don't have any of the cool graphics that we're doing. Like none of that stuff existed at the beginning. You get better. And so that by the time you start to develop an audience, they're coming to you not because you're a rookie and you, you know, you think you should have them. You're there there because you've earned that spot. You figured out what your creative outlet is, what your messaging is, what your story is going to be, who you're actually talking to. Like all these different things get fine-tuned. And then when you blow up, it's because you're amazing at what you do, not just yeah. because you you know, flip the switch and decided to start a podcast. I mean, that, that's been my experience so far. Uh, and how do I gauge the, the success of the podcast? For me, it's every time I look on my calendar and there's another guest for the next day, then I know I'm doing something right. Our show books out 10 weeks in advance. So at the very least, I know even at the beginning when you had, you know, 50 downloads per episode or something like that, that's 50 people that are listening to your show on a regular basis, right? It, it, it doesn't matter. It, as you grow, add zeros to the end, it gets cooler and better and awesome. But at the beginning, that's 50 people who vibe with you, who agree with your story, who agree with your message, who you're influencing in a positive way. That's a win, bro. That's a win. Big time. It's, it's people forget that, right? Um, you know, think about, you know, 500 people in, in a stadium listening to you. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, when I, I was, I got excited when I hit, what was it? 20,000 a month or 25,000 per month. That was exciting. But then I'm like, well, I want more. Um, and then I'm like, wait, hold on a second here. Like, like think about that for a second. Like that's a lot of like the perspective we can get kind of like I want more and more and more, but it's like, just think about how many humans are listening right now. Like that's pretty cool. And mm -hmm. I guess that, just having that in the beginning, like you just said, that perspective, 10 people are taking time out of their day to listen to you out of all the podcasts out there, out of all the crap that we could be watching. They're listening to you. That's pretty cool. And if you have 
500 or 5,000. Like, think about that. That's, that's amazing. That's a huge win. So already, yeah. right. The numbers can get a little bit. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to know. Lots of people are listening, but at the same time, like, don't forget about that, that one person that's there. Like that's been there from the beginning. Like that, that one person's life that you're changing is, is, is really important as well. You know? It makes a big difference. Like sometimes you, yeah. you take that step back and you're like, I want more. Okay, but what are you doing for the ones that are there? Can you improve the experience for the ones that are there? Because I mean, you're yeah. talking business. You don't need millions of people to be super successful. And if you have a thousand people who spend 10 bucks a month with you, that's $10,000 a month in revenue. That's not 25 million people following you. That's a thousand super fans, right? And that's what you, that's really what you're like. How can you service those people so that they're willing to pull out of pocket at 10 bucks a month for you? Could be, you know, it could be $120 a year or however you want to break it down. But if you can find that and achieve that goal and you're providing a quality product service or whatever it is that you're doing for them, that's a win, dude. I mean, you get to wake up every yeah. single day doing what you want to do, putting smiles on other people's faces and you, you feel accomplished. That's and you have an income to generate that that's generating for your lifestyle. That's a win, dude. Lance, before we head out, man, because we're running out uh, low on time. Uh, yeah. If people want to listen to your podcast, reach out to you, get a copy of the book. How can they do that? And uh, give me your final thoughts. Yeah, I would say go to my Instagram, Lance.Ecos, and just click the link in the bio. It'll take you to the podcast. You can listen to um, wherever you want to listen. The book is out September 21st, so keep an eye out for that. But follow me on Instagram, stay on top of all the action. I'm, I'm always posting on there and, you know, TikTok and all the places. But good place to start is Lance Lance.ecos. It's right there, and you can get to my website and all that. So, Boom, there it is. All right, ladies and gents. Look, I tell you guys every single day, if you're in business and you're not creating content, you're invisible. The world is going and is going to have more screens in the future. People are going to be attached to their phones a lot more, and you want to show up where their eyes are. So that means you got to be on all the social platforms, and the best way to do that is to start a podcast. Take that long-form content, chop it up into smaller pieces. Be omnipresent. And if you need help doing that, make sure you guys hit us up. Go to businessbros.biz. We'll show you how to podcast like a pro. Lance, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys again manana. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.